Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Aquarius here with December and we are Sisters, Sisters Talking Shit. All right, before we jump into this video, guys, please hit the like button, subscribe if you haven't already, and most importantly, hit the uh, bell icon so that you'll get notified every time we post a new video so you won't miss a thing. And we're also on Google Podcasts and Spotify and Anchor, and those links will be down below in the description. Oh. Anything else? Oh, comment. Yes. Okay. Let's start with a little bit of uh, local news. We have Kim Klasik, who's running to replace Elijah Cummings in Maryland's 7th uh, district. district. She's running against who? Kwasi Menfume? I think I butchered his name. But she was just I on think the it's in Yeah. But she was just on the view recently and do you want to play that clip and then we'll talk about it. President, is there anything that you take issue with or that you find racist in what Trump has done in his life um, before or after the presidency? Uh, no, I don't. I, I find that President Trump has shown nothing but, you know, the, the opposite of racism. You know, each year, HBCUs had to go to Congress to ask for money. You know who made that permanent so they don't have to ask each year? That would be President Trump. You know who tackled prison, prison reform and criminal justice? The first step back, that would be President Trump. You know who's investing $75 billion into opportunity zones in cities that were neglected by Democrats? That would be President Trump. So I would say, and I know Sonny has said this before when Alexandria Casey Cortez was on the show, you know, let's look at policy over personality. Um, and, and from what I could tell, the president's been doing a great job, especially for the black community. The exonerated. Okay, so people are up in arms because she said that Trump is the opposite of racist. What do you think about that? I think that no matter what her views are, um, if she can say a statement like that, Trump is the opposite of racist, I don't think I could trust her. In my mind, they're just two different teams. Like you have the Democrats, the Republicans. The Republicans have to support the Republican president and the Democrats have to like be against him. But here's the thing. I mean, but I guess that's, that's pretty much the problem. People, they have to learn to work together somehow, learn to agree or disagree but in but respectfully and the the problem that trump is not even presidential to begin with mm -hmm. I, I you know i and then i don't know even if she even though she's saying the right things as far as like what happened to the money that's supposed to go towards the city that's supposed to um go towards fixing up these vacant homes and stuff like that. We need to find it. She says she's going to find it. She says she's going to rehab and rebuild and stuff like that. All of that sounds great, but isn't that what everybody else says too? Maybe. You think she can do it? Who knows? And Baltimore is kind of a, a crap hole. <laughs> we love our city, but we do have a lot of problems with the education system, the rats. You know, we are infested. <laughs> when was the last time you saw a rat? We haven't been in the city in a while, though. Who haven't been? Well, I haven't been. I have. You, you don't, don't live, live there. I don't live there, no. You go there, you don't live there. <laughs> <laughs> I Listen, I can't lie. I worked in this area a few years ago, and it was like the rats were my little buddies. I saw them every day. They said good morning. They said good night. <laughs> I will say they have tried to clean up some parts of the city. Like where we grew up partially, it doesn't look as hood anymore. Now, I don't know if it still is hood, but I know they put in the little, the meters, the parking meters, like they do in like the fancy On downtown. the street? Yeah, like up and down the street, like where the corner carryout used to be in the Chinese store. Oh, no, 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 no. I thought she was talking about on the actual street. No, not on the actual street. Say, that's crazy. But yeah, they look like they try to make it look a little nicer. Well, we lived there. There were drug raids in the block all the time. <laughs> so I don't know. I have to ask the people there. I don't know if they've had drug raid recently. You know how many times I almost got hit by the police because they decided to speed up the one, like the opposite way on a one-way street. Oh, but I'm like, if you do it every day, we know when you, like, you know what I mean? It's not a surprise. <laughs> Who are you trying to catch? Who knows? 
Let's anyway. Look, let's, <laughs> let's look at the case for Trump being racist, and then we'll look at the case for him not being racist. Okay, so in 1973, him and his daddy and the Trump Organization were sued by the Justice Department in New York for housing discrimination. Apparently, they were telling any black people who applied for housing that they didn't have any apartments available. Then they would send testers. They would send white people behind the blacks to look for an apartment, and they would say that it's available. So they got sued, and he settled the claim without any um, admission of wrongdoing. Then we had the Central Park Five, where he took out ads in major newspapers calling to bring back the death penalty and saying that we should have hatred towards people like them. Now, since it's been proven that they didn't do it, has he doubled down on it, or has he apologized for it? I don't know. He may have made a statement. I can't remember what he said. I'm not sure, honestly. I have to look that up. But at the time, Central Park Five, yes, they said that him taking out ads in the papers influenced the jury pool. But I think you have to blame the prosecution more. Like, he wasn't the prosecutor. He's not the one who presented these people as suspects to the public. He just, I guess, enhanced... But I mean, the I guess hatred. it just goes to say, well, I mean, that's bad. And I guess it just goes to show his long history with racism. Yeah. And he also allegedly said that blacks were too stupid to vote for him. I don't know. That's not proven, but he allegedly said it. So. I believe he said worse. <laughs> you think he said worse? Hell yeah. Imagine. I mean, listen to all the craziness he says in the media. You don't think he says worse shit behind cameras, behind closed doors? We're just seeing a glimpse of what he's really like. Think about it. I think a lot of old white people say white people things. White people things. <laughs> I don't know. I think there's different levels like that. Then that kind of makes it seem like you're giving them a pass. Like, uh. I don't know. I guess in my mind, racism doesn't. I'm not as sensitive about it. Like, I know that it exists. That's because, it, like, it hasn't happened to you lately, or have you ever? Maybe so, because I, I have not been abused by the police. And I know that different blacks, depending on neighborhoods you live in, you have different experiences. Absolutely. So, uh, maybe I just haven't been as exposed to it. And I'm not a black man. I think they have it worse. Absolutely. But I don't know. I've I've seen grown black people crying when they heard that someone used the N-word. Like, there's a lady I watch. I won't say her name, but she's a YouTuber. And she reviews 90 Day Fiance, Mm -hmm. which is a TV show. And one of those ladies on 90 Day Fiance was accused of calling her a Nigerian husband the Mm N-word. And she was so upset and emotional about it. She was crying. Like, I can't believe racism still exists. Or or people are saying... So, you know, I'm not that person. Like, I'm realistic. I've been around white people a lot. Like, in school, the conversations we have in class, they don't care. I'm sitting there. They say whatever they want to say. White people don't give a darn. Like you I'm not sensitive. I, like people. I I just know I'm like a realist. Like I know this is stuff white people say. This is what they think. Not all, but I'm. I, but if I'm more realistic. But if going down around you, you don't say anything. It depends. Like they haven't called say like that. They haven't called me a nigger or anything. But have they said it around you? They repeat. They're like, oh, there's no racism. You can get whatever job you want in America, or. I, whatever about the n-word black people call each other that all the time i mean that's what they think like i don't know i'm not sensitive i know that there's racism out there so to me trump is just another old white guy i i don't know like i don't think that democrats are like less racist than he is or i just don't think so i don't know like i think that oh you're saying like the older white Democrats, you don't think they're any less racist? Yeah, like I don't think that Democrats are magically less racist. I mean, more black people vote for them, but I, I don't think they're less racist. Interesting. I don't know. I'm just not as sensitive to it. I think we should just work on building our own community and do what we can and hold our black congressmen and women accountable. Absolutely. Like if Trump tries to pass a racist law, like they should fight it. 
but just saying he's racist, it doesn't really help your community. You were there before him in Congress, you'll be there after him in Congress. Yeah. So I want to know what you've done. That's true. I would prefer to see people, to see them actually doing things and making things things happen as opposed to just arguing and bashing each other constantly because to me that's like okay but none of my questions are getting answered and i want you to work with him like you didn't put him there you might not like that he's there but if he's in that political system the what the electoral branch judicial branch legislative branch he's part of that system you have to work with him just like you would a white person at your job that you suspect is racist you still go to work Right. And do your job. Okay. The lady at the supermarket might be racist, but you still go to the supermarket. Like I want you guys to still get what you can from him. I get what you're like, saying. Like still meet so with him and get what you can. Him, right. Yeah, even if his heart isn't really in it, maybe he's just doing. Maybe he'll just do something good for black people just to make it look good. But Which still is what get, all politicians do, even the black ones. But still talk to him and get it. Not, oh, we're not going to work with him at all. Get what you're supposed to get out of him. Now, in no means are we taking up for Donald Trump. No. Not at all. But let's, let's review the case for people who say that he's not racist. Um, the main thing they mention is the First Step Act, which was signed into effect by Donald Trump in 2018. And it promotes pro- uh, programs to reduce reoffending. So it encourages prisoners to enter programs that will, I guess, keep them from going back to jail. Mm-hmm. And they get to earn credits to reduce their time in prison. It reduces minimums for drug possession and trafficking. So for someone who has one prior Instead of 20 years minimum, they now get 15 years. And for those who had two priors, I guess previously they were subject to a lifetime minimum. So this uh, program reduces it from a lifetime minimum to a 25-year minimum. Okay. So I don't know if that's enough, but it's something. And they say, well, you know, black Democrats didn't do anything about prison reform at all. And he's the first person to really try to do something about prison reform. I don't know if that's enough. Those still seem like a lot of years to me, but (laughs) (laughs) I guess it's better than nothing. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so Kim Klasik. What about her? (laughs) I don't know. Who do you think is going to win that? Her or Imfume? I don't know. Baltimore is so... You know what I wonder? I wonder if you put up a list of, I don't know, policies, uh, like two separate lists of policies, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And have people review it without listing if it's like Republican or Democrat. I wonder how many people that's Democrat would actually agree more with Republicans and how many Republicans would actually agree more with Democrats. Because I don't think anybody actually, not many people are so deep into politics that they're actually following everything um, that these nominees and candidates and stuff like that support and feel Mm -hmm. on certain topics. Right, they don't do the research. Their parents just told them, vote Democrat or vote Republican. That's what we are. Right, or you're pretty much... I mean, I just remember when I was young being in a class and I had this white teacher and he was clearly a Democrat. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And he showed us this video and he was like, look at the Democrats. They were cheering and happy. And he's like, now look at the Republicans. They're stuffy. (laughs) And, And that was like elementary school or something. So, I don't know. Maybe I'll look into that. Maybe we'll do like a full breakdown of, we'll have to get more into politics. What do you think about that? (laughs) Yeah, because I'm not very political at all. (laughs) No, no, that's not really my thing, but it is what it is. I know I don't like Democrats, but I don't like necessarily like Republican candidates either. Ah, see. I'm independent, so, I mean, throughout my life, I've voted both. Have you always been listed independent? Yeah, always. See, I need to change my independent. Yeah, so I voted some Democrat, voted some Republican, but lately I just don't like the Democrats. But. What Malcolm X says, if you're, 
If you're a black Democrat, what did he say? You're a chump. You're a chump. <laughs> if you don't demand anything from them, you're a chump. Correct. That's true. Yeah. So I guess it's about demanding and we got to hold, you know what? We really have to hold them to it. We can't like, and I don't like this thing about how they just start to do something when it's time for people to vote again. Mm -hmm. Then they're like, oh, okay, now I'm working on that thing I promised that I was going to do years ago. Yeah. We'll see. I don't trust any politician, to be honest. I don't. No. Who knows? I, mean, I don't think Clint, Kim Klasick would hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? But anything else to say about her before we move into our sports segment? Nope. All right. So... Floyd Money Mayweather is allegedly, there's a rumor floating that he's going to be fighting the YouTuber Logan Paul in the exhibition fight. So not an official boxing fight, but an exhibition fight. Now I heard people were writing letters to him like, Dear Floyd, please don't cheapen the sport of boxing by fighting this guy. And I agree with that. I mean, I, I get it. It's big money or whatever, but... I feel like if if you're going to come back into the ring, I mean, I, just, an I, would, I wouldn't give him a shot. I wouldn't give him that platform. Who, Logan Paul? Right. Floyd shouldn't give Logan Paul that platform. And not, not from the boxing world. You know what I mean? Like, it's people who, who worked hard. And I'm not saying, I don't know what he's doing, so I don't know if he's working hard or not, but... He hasn't put in the work that real boxers have put in. Yeah, I think his only fight was with some uh, British YouTuber, KSI. Yeah, I looked it up because when I looked him up, first of all, I don't know who he is, but when I looked it up, um, <laughs> it said that he is a boxer, and I was like, I thought he was just a YouTuber. But then I looked up his boxing, his boxing record. It said one fight, zero wins, one loss. I was like, come on now. Yeah, I wouldn't call myself a boxer if you had one fight. Like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, like someone like who's a great, like, Floyd Mayweather shouldn't be fighting someone like a Logan Paul. Definitely not. He is cheapening the brand and himself. Yeah. Because I, then he's going to just look like a clown. It's stupid. He already did a, the fight with Conor McGregor. I mean, that's different. At least Conor McGregor has some sort of fight background. He does, but still, it was like, this is strange, but okay. You know, and everybody was talking. He fought some Japanese kid over in Japan for an exhibition. Floyd. When? This was, was it last year? What the hell? Yeah. How'd that go? He beat him easily. Of course. He knocked him once, but some people were saying it looks fake, but I know they asked Manny Pacquiao to comment, and he said it looks like Floyd was just playing around with them, but the kid actually hit Floyd, and Floyd got mad. Because <laughs> <You know? laughs> that sounds like a Floyd thing. Yeah, but Floyd said that he does exhibitions, private exhibitions for like a million dollars plus. So I guess to him, this is an exhibition. He's gonna make a few million. It's alleged. He hasn't confirmed, well, but that's like the rumor you, out there. You, I don't know because it does only take one lucky punch. I mean, I doubt no. that. Flo I mean, I doubt that Logan Paul is no. going to be able to do that. Someone like <laughs> someone like Conor McGregor can say, "Okay, lucky punch," because he's the actual fighter. Yes, not not Logan Paul. No, no. I'm not talking about him. He but could... I'm talking about period. Like, just, no, I, I just don't want Floyd to go out there and something crazy to happen. For not for Logan Paul, if he's even if Floyd stood still, eyes <laughs> no eyes closed. Hands down, he wouldn't get knocked out by Logan Paul. He wouldn't. He's been hit hard before. He's a professional. He no. That's true. That is very true. Someone like a Conor McGregor, yes. Logan Paul, one fight against another YouTuber. <laughs> no. Oh, it was another YouTuber. It was a. Uh, well, oh I looked damn! Up the guy. I thought it was a real boxer. Well, I looked him up. It said rapper, YouTuber, British okay, entertainer slash boxer. <laughs> so it's okay. A YouTuber. <laughs> Whatever. All right. So uh, Floyd, just just don't do it. He doesn't care. He just wants his money. He's not gonna fight anybody real. He already said he's not gonna take any more punishment. He already said no. Hey, do you think that um that Mike Tyson and uh, what's your come fight is gonna happen? I don't know. Cause is it Roy talking like he shouldn't have taken the fight? Cause it's a lot of danger for him. 
his, but it's also probably him just talking just to get, you know. More money. Yeah, or just, or just to get people talking and, and people guessing and trying to get into his head and just to pump up the fight. I want to see that fight, though. That's one I want to watch. I, I, I am going to watch it. And I saw him training as well. I mean, no, he doesn't look like Mike Tyson in the ring, but you never know. Yeah, Mike Tyson said he was hurt severely after that. Yeah, he that said he was like in bed crying first, for a week. Right, after like his first day back or something. I think he said after posting that video, he was in bed for like a week in pain. Yeah, yeah. So they're old. I, I don't think they should be. I don't think the boxing commission should have commissioned the fight, but I'm going to watch it, but I don't think they should have allowed it. I'm definitely going to watch it. Um, my only... His thing. When I watch the videos of Mike Tyson, how come... His thing is never under control. It's always bouncing all over the place. His his, his male penis. member. <laughs> his penis. He wasn't wearing a cup. You know, I don't, definitely not. It was just bouncing all over the place. And I was like, one, isn't that bad? I thought that was bad for men. I thought you had to kind of have it contained. I don't know. I get. Hold on, let me send a text real quick. I know uh, for boxing, when he actually does the fight, he needs it in case there's a low oh, blow. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he does. But still, like, training, you just want that flopping around? Clearly he must. You don't want it close to you, like, stuck to your thigh, so so it's not in the way. God, it's stuck to your thigh? <laughs> you want him to tuck it? <laughs> Girl. No, tucking is the other way, I think. I mm. no, mind. <laughs> I go there. This conversation's about to take a turn. Oh, God. All right, Floyd, just don't do it. Moving on. All right, so for those of you UFC fans, Tyron Woodley just lost. He was TKO'd by Kobe Covington. They were on the ground wrestling, and uh, he Tyron yelled out, My ribs hurt, my ribs hurt. And later he released a picture that looks like a cracked rib. So he injured his rib somehow. And that was the TKO. A, T- a TKO. TKO. I say yeah. what? A TKO. Oh, TKO. Technical that was knockout. <laughs> but Kobe was winning the fight anyway. Tyron needed a, pretty much a knockout in that final round. Oh, yeah. Kobe was out hustling him. He took him down several times. He was just... Putting the pressure on. His cardio was excellent. Tyron has been accused of not having the best cardio. And yeah, Kobe was winning that fight for sure. Here's the thing. If I wasn't at my top, you know, I'm not going to get in a ring with somebody. Well, I guess he, well, fighters always have small injuries. But I guess he was generally healthy or he wouldn't have taken the fight. Because he's pulled off fights before without being, when he wasn't healthy. No, I'm talking about you said his cardio. Because there's sometimes you do watch a fight and you see their energy level is down. It's like, damn, they tired already. So Even though it is, you know, it's a lot and you're putting out a lot of energy. But it just seems like some people, uh, they don't take that cardio portion of training as um, they don't Seriously. consider that as important. Well, some people just don't have great cardio. But I don't know. He also cuts a lot of weight. So I'm not sure if... That has something to do with it. Who knows? But he didn't make any excuses. He just said that his rib popped out earlier in the fight. And, uh, you know, I guess when was on the ground, it just hurt him too bad. And he just had to end it. Ouch. I had a, disco- um, a dislocated rib before. Twice. Mm-hmm. Same one. Not fun. It's very painful. Yeah. The sad thing is that they've been talking so much junk back and forth, and Tyron said he was going to beat up Kobe. Kobe has been kind of a, he's been considered a racist. Some people say it's just an act he's been putting on to improve his career, to get more fans, because the UFC likes characters, and people kind of get behind like the bad guy, but um, he called Brazilians, he had a fight in Brazil against Damian Maia. And in the post-fight interview in the ring, he called Brazilians fifthly animals. And he called Brazil a dump. 
And since then, he's, you know, been wearing the MAGA hat and he's a big Trump supporter. And I think one of Trump's kids came to one of his fights in New York. And so he's, you know, he pays these models to follow him around. Like he has all these girls with them and he just kind of makes his career out of being the jerk now to get attention. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. And he also recently said that, uh, what did he say about Black Lives Matter? Something about, but he basically hinted at the fact that they were a terrorist organization. So, it sucks that a black guy lost to him. It really sucks. Should we trade him? Who? Trade who? Tyron Woodley? <laughs> you can't get rid of him. Do a race trade. Oh, gosh. Although you Tyron... to lose that fight. Tyron did something <laughs> a little uh, silly, too. Tyron, was he in a video with a white guy who was using the N-word or something? Or he defended somebody who said something racist. And then wanted... What? <laughs> I think I have to remember it, but Tyron did something where he like defended um, someone who said something racist. Well, then maybe that's what he get. I don't care that much, honestly. I don't know. But Tyron's like 38 years old now, so maybe he needs to retire. I don't know. But Kobe's a top fighter, so it, it sucks to say, oh, you need to retire when you lost to top competition. Like, he lost to Kamaru Usman, who's the head of the welterweight division now. He's a champ. He's a great fighter. And he lost to Kobe. And, you know, so he hasn't lost to a bunch of people. I don't know these people. Yeah, you're not into UFC. (laughs) I don't know. He'll up, Tyron. He'll up. If it's on, I'll watch it. It's entertaining. But, nah. Yeah. It's not, like, my thing thing. It's interesting. She get into it. It's awesome. The UFC has been cranking out like a lot of fights. Like every other weekend, they've been having some major fights. Really? During COVID, there's no audience, but oh. I guess they're trying to be like the major sport during this COVID situation. I guess they had Fight Island and everything. Fight Island. What's that? They had an island in was it Dubai or some some Arab country. They had an island there, and they had the fighters fly in and quarantine themselves and mm-hmm. get tested and stuff, and they just created, like, a fight island and had a bunch of fights there during quarantine. Oh, that's nice. It was dope. It should have... So, it was, like, a blood sport type of thing. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> they should do a new blood sport. Yeah, why not? All right. What's next? The entertainment news. We have Nene Leakes. She just said that she's leaving... The Real Housewives of Atlanta. After emotional negotiations back and forth, she has decided to leave. Now, when she was gone before, did you miss her? No. Actually, didn't. At first, like, before the season started, I was like, oh, really? She's not going to be on? But I think at that point, I remember being tired of her anyway. So yeah. it was kind of refreshing to not have the Nene bullshit. Um... And then when she came back, of course, it was, it's like entertaining, but draining because she does act like a child. The season she came back, which was was this past season, I didn't like her on there. She wasn't getting along with anybody. She was whining. I didn't like her on there. When she left originally, I did miss her. I felt like they had a lot of drama going on, but still wasn't entertaining drama, you know? And then one season it became like, not to be offensive, I apologize oh ahead of time. Oh God. <laughs> it was like, oh God, the <laughs> I don't even want to say it. For me, it became Wait, whisper it in my ear first. <laughs> Write it down. It, Hold on. <laughs> it became like the Lady Liquors of Atlanta. It was just about like Cynthia trying to kiss, uh, what's her name, Candy, and then they were talking about uh, who's the lady who just left. Eve, Eva, Eva. Eva's not gonna be on there. Yeah, she's not gonna be in there anymore. But Why? Eva I was talking like about Eva. how, well, they were accusing her of liking girls, and we know Candy likes girls. And then Cynthia decided at fifty she wanted to be kissing on Candy, and it was just like y'all doing too much. And Portia and everybody was just like, who was Portia kissing? She wasn't kissing anybody. They was like all joking about lesbian affairs and stuff. But y'all too old. Nobody would think about y'all licking old lady cooch like. 
Uh, it was too much. First I'm of all, sorry. they're still all nice and vibrant. And, they look great. I'm gonna take up for my girls. <laughs> I like my reality TV. It was too much. But it had a lot I'm going on, but fun. it was like well, what you think the white ladies do in reality TV? Them got I don't even watch them. Let me tell you something. <laughs> them New York housewives, I gotta admit, I love watching them because I do cringe when I hear the black women and stuff fighting and arguing so much. I'm like, oh my God, get over it. Stop, move on. And the white people, I don't care. No offense, white people, but just saying, just keeping it real. They can act as crazy as, crazy as they want. And uh, on the New York Housewives, they are some whores. I don't even watch New York. If they, If the black women in the housewives did half of what the white women are allowed to do, mm-hmm. oh, there would be no Atlanta housewives. There would be no mm. Potomac. I don't I'm, doubt it. I'm talking about one of the ladies talking about she she walked in on one of the other ladies named Sonya getting butt fucked. I was like, oh, wow. Mm. But they actually showed the footage of Sonya on her way meeting the guy in the garden, pulling him away from the party. Oh, and the God. night before, Luann fucked him. So, I mean, it's just, it, it really is. And where were they at when they were doing this? It, they were on an island. I forget where they were. Sex tourism. Were they in Mexico? Or every time that's, they go away, they find men to That's fuck. what they call sex tourism <laughs> when, like, older white women go to find brown dingling. They call it sex tourism. And they, I mean, and then they're all sleeping with each other's man at the, I don't, it's a lot, but it's actually yeah. very entertaining. That's why I never watched Jersey. Just seeing the clips of the Housewives of New Jersey, I was like, this is some ghetto mess. <laughs> I cannot watch this ghetto. Yeah, but I mean, yep, that's who New Jersey is. Oh my gosh. I think that Housewives in general has gone downhill. Like when it first started, we got adventures. We got road trips, tours songs like we got like cute stuff you know like the we candy went that. on her road trip and stuff no candy was going on her road trip and it was like they had real friendships and oh it was, you know and now it's just like go to dinner fight <laughs> go to dinner cuss each other out they put in a trip each season but it's like go to dress up go to dinner cuss each other out like you know what i don't like like whether we're recording or not if I'm done talking about something, I would be like, I'm done talking about it. Shut up. Like, we're over it. Move on. I'm not going to keep talking about the same thing or letting someone keep bringing up the same issue. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if, you, if, you, if you say, all right, I apologize, move on. Are they going to bring Cynthia back? I heard rumors she's leaving and she's staying and she's leaving and she's staying. I know Eva's gone. She uh, officially Why said that. Why is she gone? She announced that she was leaving to do other things, more positive things, or to use her voice in other ways. But basically, Bravo, when they fire you, they let you say whatever you want. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, so she just, I guess she was boring. She decided not to be even the diva or be too ratchet, and she was pregnant a couple of seasons, so I think they just said, eh, you can go. They probably said, she always pregnant. She's messing up the fun. Or maybe they said she could be a friend of the show, and she didn't like that. I, I don't like too many shakeups at once. I don't like that. So because Nene's leaving and Eva. Eva's leaving, so I'm sure they're going to try to bring in two new cast members or at least two new people and call them friends of the show um but still yeah i don't like too many changes at once well cynthia can go she's boring um who else is that (laughs) i'm sorry i used to like cynthia but now i think she's like she's reached the end of the road she doesn't have anything else going on she's about to get married to mike I don't really care about turtle head Mike. He's cute. <gasps> He's cute, but he has a turtle head. I'm happy for her, but I don't really want to. I don't care that much. You know who I don't care about on there? Who? Kenya. Yeah, that's who's going to be left. It's going to be Kenya. Uh-huh. Portia. They don't really love each other. Mm-mm. Um, Kenya, we're going to hear her talk about her husband who don't like her that much anymore. That season was cringeworthy to watch. And then during the, uh, what are they called? The end of the year when they do that show. The reunion? Yeah, the reunion, she said. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> the reunion, she said, well, he's fighting for his family. He wants to work things out. Yeah, right. And they were go- doing counseling on the phone. 
And yeah. he stayed. He was quarantined in New York. Yeah, and, she, and, and her and her daughter were quarantined. That's what I'm saying. I heard some YouTuber who was like, "Yeah, whatever. If he wanted, if he really wanted to work things out, he'd be there for you and your baby." Exactly. So uh, he was an ass. He was, but uh, I don't know what's going on there. Some people said she paid him. I don't think she paid him though. Here's the thing. I will say this. I thought he's just a butthole. When he finally got on the show, I was like, "No wonder she kept him off the show before. He's a clown." He's just a weird dude. He is. He's definitely. So that's all Kenya has going on. I don't want to see them. Yeah, I don't, don't, don't want to see it again. Um, Portia and, and Dennis. Also, you know what else I don't like? Uh-huh. She also says, like, um, I mean, I guess it's nobody's business, but I guess that was her way of throwing shots at him. She's like, well, he's a busy man, blah, 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 but he can't take. I'm successful. I'm actually. A lot of people don't know I'm more successful than he is. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just don't think you should say stuff like that about your spouse. Yeah. They don't respect each other, I think. Not at all. Not at and all. And so who else? We have Kenya, we have Portia, and I, she allegedly was pregnant and not pregnant. I don't know. Again? Yeah. I heard rumors that she was pregnant with baby number two, but now they're saying she's not. And I guess she's broken up from Dennis, so we have the Dennis drama again. She needs... I'm, I'm over him already. I can't even believe she was with him. I think she was just with him because he was just there at that time and he had money. Yeah, the hot dog empire. Yeah. So uh, who I else do we have? Oh, Candy. I'm over Candy. I used to like her. Now I'm kind of bored. I think they should have... No, but I do think they should keep her because she she is more so about positive positivity and donating and giving back and doing things so i'm just bored with her though i know they do need to shake things up i'm bored with her and todd it's like okay two little people like (gasps) (laughs) they're not like a sexy fun couple to me mama joy acted ignorant showing her ass first of all (laughs) it's mama joyce oh joyce (laughs) don't do that she she acted ignorant Talking about not her, yeah, like, I, yeah, ignorant. She, she, she's once not, your she's daughter's married, let it go. Once your daughter's married, let it go. She's not that crazy. You already anymore. spoke your piece, let it go. Yeah, I don't like that. She should just leave Todd alone. Stop coming for Todd like that. Like, Candy's grown. She can deal with her husband the way she sees fit, you know, but yeah. she should let that go. She did win the Mass Singer, so maybe we'll see her making music this season. I don't know. Oh, that's right. She did. We'll that's, see. That's I don't know. I'm, I'm not her. too optimistic. Yes. I'm I mean, not. I'll definitely <laughs> check the season out. Portia's the only one that I, I really like who's left. And I know that uh, Candy says you cannot bring back Phaedra or I'm leaving. But oh, if y'all don't on. want them bring it back Phaedra, then get it together and don't be a snooze fest. That's true, too. But anyway, let's we can move so on. So it's from, gonna be okay. Atlanta and Jersey Housewives coming on soon, I'm sure. All right, so let's look at what's next. You would talk. You wanted to talk about Joe Budden and Charlemagne the God. I don't care personally, but well, Charlemagne the God <laughs> came out with a uh, a podcast network with iHeartRadio. Um, basically, it's gonna be called the Black Effect. Charlemagne says he owns fifty percent of it. Um, it's going to be on, well, I guess the iHeartRadio app or something, but he's going to curate the podcast. It's going to be 18 podcasts, one of which is going to be The Breakfast Club, Mm -hmm. which really isn't a podcast. It's just them talking, but taking out the music, of course. Mm -hmm. And he's going to have a lot of women on there. Um, let me see if I can find the article, but basically he's in charge of curating the thing. Are we going to be on there? No, that's why I first, <laughs> originally I was happy because I'm like, ooh, let's see if we can get on there. But it's not a, a like a podcast app. Mm-hmm. It's through iHeartRadio, and he's choosing the um, the 18 podcasters. Oh, okay. So it's just going to be, I guess, ran by him. Let's apply. Uh, let's see. No. <laughs> <laughs> we have to do more first. All right, who is this? All right, so he has partnered with iHeartMedia to launch the Black Effect Podcast Network Mm -hmm. with the goal of bringing together the most influential voices in black culture for stimulating conversations around social justice, pop culture, sports, mental health, news, comedy, and more. 
The replay podcast of his popular and nationally syndicated New York City radio show, The Breakfast Club, will serve as the network's flagship podcast, Mm -hmm. which is recycling something that's already on there. Mm -hmm. And it says the slate of 18 announced will include podcasts featuring comedian and actress Jess Hilarious. I don't know who, I heard her name, but I don't know who that is. Oh, she has a podcast? I guess. She's from here. Oh, I didn't know. You didn't know. Just no? yeah, she's a comedian from here. So some people her, say she's funny. Some people say she's not funny. I've never heard of comedy. I actually would like to hear. I don't know. So her social justice activist Tamika Mallory and attorney Ebony K. Williams. Okay. Uh, let's see. Da 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 da. All right. So he has curated the network's lineup of podcasts, and many will be hosted by women. He said he's always been surrounded by nothing but black women personally and professionally and set to amplify their and set out to amplify their voices. Okay, that's good. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, I don't like this part though. It says it's just about being intentional, like actually being intentional with the voices that we choose to put on various platforms and just being intentional about empowering the voices that need to be heard. Here's the part I don't really like. It says, shut up, get out of the way, and let black women lead, and that I truly believe they'll take us to the promised land. Oh, because you're so religious, and you just feel like the men should lead? No, it's not religion. I just feel like, I don't know, for some reason, there's like kissing women's butts going on. We shouldn't put women down, we should lift them up, but saying, let black women lead our community, do you think they should just, I don't know, I feel like it's just black women need to lead the community. It seems like men are being put down. I don't like that men are being put down because I think that is the intent of the white community Mm -hmm. to make black women feel like black men don't matter and uh, which essentially breaks down black families Mm -hmm. and they have these statistics about you know, black families doing better and children doing better when there's, you know, a mother and a father. Right. But yet, they're like... like yeah. It's like that. Even there was like a black... There was an ad in... I can't even say because I can't remember exactly what store it was. But there was an ad and I believe it was, a, it was around Christmas... And with the white families, they had the mothers and the fathers. And then the black family, it was the single mother with the kids. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I remember that. (laughs) So it just seems like they're trying to build women up while, like you said, like while pushing black men down. Yeah. We need black men, too. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, that's crazy. But um, I guess my concern about this venture is one, at first I thought, oh, he's launching his own podcast app, like his own Spotify or something. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's just a network with iHeartRadio, mm-hmm. which is still good. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's getting 50% of it. And he's bringing, yeah, congratulations. He's bringing black voices to the forefront. I guess my concern is because he is liberal and he's working with a network like iHeartRadio. Like, what are those black voices going to be? Right. Is it going to be the same old, same old? And how black are those voices going to be? Is it going to be just Afro-Latinos? Is it going to be transgenders? Is it going to be, you know, like the stuff they pushing us all the time? Like, oh, you know okay. what I mean? Like, what are those black voices really going to be? Like, it... Because whenever there's a corporation behind it, I feel like it's going to be skewed to the same thing like the main media puts out there. Yeah. And we already have that. So how is this really going to be helpful or different? Exactly. So I don't see. I'm weary of it. Just like he was saying on their show the other day, he was saying that um, uh, there are things that him, Angela, and Envy can't say. Mm -hmm. So... Just so that goes to your point. How real is this going to be? How black is this going to be? You're still going to be with iHeartRadio. It's the same. It's the people you work for, it's right? The same. So, so then, yeah. So then, are people going to continue to be capped on what they can and can't say? I'm guessing they will be. I, mean, I guess the podcasters will be their own individuals and can say what they want. But what type of 
narrative are they going to put out there? I guess we just have to wait and see. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be willing once it launches. It's supposed to launch soon, sometime this fall. They didn't give an exact date. So okay. I'll tune in to see what it's about. And if they're talking about sports and stuff, I'm sure there's something we can find that we like. But I'm just wary. That I'm just, I don't know. I don't have high expectations, but... Give it a chance. I will, I will. I will listen. I will give it a chance and I will listen. Mm-hmm. But... You guys have probably heard that him and um, Joe Budden are beefing because Joe Budden announced that he's leaving Spotify. And when he said that, Charlemagne said on The Breakfast Club that Joe's just complaining and, you know, he needs to learn how to sign better deals and basically kind of trying to clown Joe Budden and say, hey, like, you need to just learn how to do better business. So Joe responded to that and then... Later, there is what seems to be a smear campaign, all these rumors of domestic violence being brought back up about Joe Budden Mm -hmm. and him screwing dogs, allegedly. Mm. And so Joe Budden is accusing iHeartRadio and Charlemagne of being behind it. But I'm going to play a clip, just a couple minutes, and then we can comment on it. I have been reading things from fucking idiots all week long let me make myself clear joe does not fuck animals and joe does not abuse women because i don't know what the goal is from whoever this is with this smear campaign let me tell you none of my business interests have left do y'all hear me loud and clear at most you know what they said Yo, what's happening out there? You good? I'm great. You can't have these level conversations that I'm having without someone attempting to shoot a shot. Joe is awesome. Don't worry about it. Everyone relax. Joe is not here to devalue any other black men. Are you? Never. Are you? Never. Are you? Of course not. Are you? Are you? I only come on here every week and say, yo, everybody is doing what's best for them. But you can't keep saying that Joe has bad business practices and Joe don't know what he's doing and you only you you don't get what you deserve. You get what you negotiate. You know what Joe says? If you're not asking for very much during a negotiation, then what the fuck does it matter? If you add a negotiation and you're not asking for very much, then what are you negotiating? Freedom. I'm going to say this the way I said it on the phone. And Charlamagne, you better stop, nigga. Consider this a pow-pow. Pow-pow. Naughty boy. (laughs) But you better relax. I know better than the things you spew publicly. Publicly, you say... We don't know how to conduct business. Privately, you say, we do amazing business. No, when you say it, you guessed it. When I hire you, our pull-ups, all of that shit, when you come and just sit down and get a check and talk and go. What do you mean when I hire you? I don't know. I think they do like, uh, do they do state of the culture? Is that what they do those? Uh, I didn't think that Charlamagne had anything to do with that. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. But I All guess right. he must have hired them for something. Hmm. What would be Charlemagne's angle? Like, what would he? What would be his purpose of trying to uh, help to smear Joe's name? Hmm. That's a good question. Is he the cop? He just said. He just said that he heard. That Charlemagne was tied to certain rumors being out there. Mm. I thought they may have had like a, a thing where they kind of go back and forth because I know Charlemagne was saying something like, "I'm when he made the comment about you just have to do better deals and stuff like that." Mm-hmm. He was like, "I'm not going to dog him the way that he would dog us." And and then Angela kept trying to ask him something. He was like, "Again." 
Uh, you know you know how he would dog us, and I'm not going to dog him the way that he would dog us. So, there must have been something prior happening. Who knows? All I know is that, I guess Charlemagne said he doesn't do good business, and he has to stop complaining and just negotiate better. And Joe was like, well, basically, I own my stuff. You just work for iHeartRadio. Uh, and how much are you making because I'm doing well and I get information from Spotify. I get, um, he says he basically controls the advertisements on his show and he splits it with the other guys on this podcast, Mal and Rory. Mm-hmm. And they do like profit sharing. And he's like, well, you just, you're an employee. I'm more of like a businessman. Okay. So I guess I'm trying to sun Charlemagne. <laughs> I don't know. So so which one of them is right? Who knows? I wish they would stop beefing and just be in their own lane. Are they really beefing though? Or are they just sending like petty little shout outs to each other? I mean, I don't consider this beefing. I don't know. Joe considers, he believes that Charlemagne's behind the, the smear campaign. So that would be a real beef. Okay. And then, um, what was I going to say? I can't think of what I was going to say. No dead air. Oh, I know. I'm sorry. I couldn't think of what I was going to say. Oh, Joe was like, I could forget my integrity and go to South Carolina or something and talk to the young lady who accused you of rape. Oh. So it it's, he it said, if this keeps, yeah. He said, if it keeps happening, I can forget my integrity. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he said, you tried to uh, get a deal with Spotify and they told you basically to screw off. And I know things because I'm in the room with people before you and all that. So it it got a little nasty during the podcast. Yikes. Okay. So then now I am a little interested. Yeah. But I hope they both do well. I hope Joe announces a good deal for himself soon because he's leaving Spotify. Mm Mm-hmm. And I hope Charlemagne's The Black Effect does well and he doesn't screw over those black creators that he's bringing along. Mm. And that's another thing Joe said. You're just pretty much, he called it a pyramid scheme. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, Charlemagne will be getting paid for bringing black creators to iHeartRadio and yeah. that sort of thing. But Well, I guess it's better a black man's getting paid for it than a white person. Yeah, I guess it's something. And he did say, look, whether it's the age-old question of do you want to start out on your own or do you want to work with a corporation? And right. neither way is wrong. So why they're beefing, I don't know. I guess he just didn't like that Charlamagne said he doesn't know of business and he thinks he's behind the smear campaign. But I hope they just stop beefing. But did Charlamagne say Joe Budden doesn't know how to do business or was he talking in general saying you guys got it? Kind of like what we were saying before. You know, you have these contracts. He's talking about Joe. keep signing. Oh, he was talking about specifically But Joe's contract was only two years, Mm -hmm. so at least he didn't sign some long contract. Right, so he got out of it, and now he's, you know, he's like, it's at the end, and I don't want to keep doing this. So at least he didn't sign some long, dumb, stupid contract. Well, good for him. It's his business. Yeah. So I just hope they stop beefing and just be great in their own lane. Okay. But that's it. So, thank you guys for tuning in. Please uh, follow us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. Let us know what y'all think about um, this black woman, Kim Clasix, that's running for Maryland's 7th District. Yeah. And please like, share, subscribe, and hit the bell icon so you'll be notified. Remember to comment. Yes, please. Peace. Bye.